I uh, guess okay. we are. I guess we're live. We are alive. Well, hello. Hello. We're, hello. we're hello. here. We've, we've made it. Yeah, we did. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Don't you have to do the thing? <laughs> I was just going to see who would talk first. No, no, I, I'm waiting for everybody Joel to kind of catch Joe is very good with uncomfortable silences. Oh yeah, I'm. I, I'll I'll sit and stare at you. Uh, I can't tell because you're the reflection off your glasses. I'm basically just looking at myself. Oh, oh yeah, it's, back. it's way more comforting now. <laughs> your eyes are so beautiful. Thank you. I, I was told they were really blue. What they are. Color is that? Uh, the blue. I'm oddly turned on right now. They're they're blue. Actually, there's nothing odd about it. John, my my odd. son had the most amazing gray blue eyes ever when he was between like like they were just ultra whatever the color was but it, it and you could if you looked at it one way it was gray if you looked at the other it was blue but <laughs> like seriously like between the time that he was like one year old and like five he had like just like the most amazing eyes ever are we now gonna you're disappointed in him are we gonna do yeah. a show yeah now i'm disappointed god bless are there plans to do a show uh we should pro probably my guess is people have started joining yes and are watching us live at any yeah. point, Mike, you can, uh, both start the music and do the thing. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let me, uh, Oh, this time I, any, any moment. <laughs> gotcha. Take, take um, sorry. I'm still reeling from the pain of the, uh, picture that went around on our <laughs> Facebook group over the weekend, but, uh, Hey, I'm not bitter. So, let me get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, welcome to maybe. I've said too much. The all of you at Workbench Con can kiss me on my fat ass of internet radio. So was that too personal? Oh. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by my brother from another mother, Joel Crawford, of the Missing Digit Woodshop, and from the Uncommon Outpost, Stephanie. I'm rebranding you as Stephanie. You got to start spell spelling it. Stephanie. Is that you can pick the PH or the F. That's really up to you. I'm going to stick with the PH, but I'm going to put an apostrophe in there too. Can we, do, uh, can we do the PH apostrophe N-A-Y? Sure. Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Or one of the letters that has a squiggle on it or a, right. you know, one of those things, the two dots. I speak English. It's, you know. but it, somewhat, a little bit. Or maybe, or something. So you guys were at the um, workbench con. We were. Oh my! You changed my name. <laughs> did All you right. respect? All right. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, I I'm not going to before. Uh... That was great. So what else you guys been up to? Uh, yeah, I haven't really done anything much for the past week. You know, I took a picture with a guy and another guy and then a third guy. And that it was got it. weird. Got, got a little weird. It was all in the same picture. It was it was in the deep, dark hole of a very vast. The building. only thing missing from that photo was like a dead water buffalo. It looked like one of those, um, you know, those like safari pictures where like a bunch of people go camping and they're all standing around and like there's a dead giraffe in front of them. That's basically what the image reminded me of. I wonder who the dead giraffe was. That was me. That was I wasn't you. there. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I'm bitter. I'm not. I didn't go this weekend. 
because um, I hate myself. And uh, so everybody was at WorkbenchCon having a great time taking pictures with everybody. And they were kind enough to post those photos and, and use them against me. And uh, so I'm very thankful. But what did you guys, you know, Stephanie, what did you think of the uh, the Workbench Connage there? It was awesome. I'll be honest with you. Um, by the last day, there's so much going on in my head. I could barely make complete sentences. And I'm sure I talked to a lot of people and sound like an idiot. Because there's just so many people you meet and trying to see the people that you met before and meet new people and remember what their name is, what they look like, what their channel is, what they make and what you talked about. And then all the other things you're thinking about at the same time. And it's a lot, a lot going on. Can I, can I give you just a little advice on that? Being somebody that's been to a couple of these conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, when you walk up, you just, Hey buddy. <laughs> and that's. To be fair, Mike, Mike also grabs them in the lower regions at the same time. That's not for everybody though. You gotta, I mean, that's you like gotta be a celebrity of certain thing. stature to be able to pull that off. So I don't think I'll ever make it to that level. Oh, you'll no, get there. You, it takes time. You don't and, want to. And it's a lack of self-respect. <laughs> it's all, it's all the sadness. So I, I talked to a number of people. I was just an interloper. I had, uh, you always do that at that show. No, last year I went, went like I had a pass. Uh, did you? I, I did. I did. I, I, uh, extorted somebody for it. Something. I remember specifically having, uh, something hanging around my neck. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. I got to talk to a lot of people and I asked them, I asked them all the question. I said, what did you get out of this? And uh, I met you. <laughs> that's right. I'm talking to you now. So how much did I really get out of this? Um, and they all had very interesting answers and, uh, it, it seemed very good. I would tell you the number one answer was that just the simple fact of hanging around with other content creators and makers was like the, like the thing, like it, it was, I think, I think the takeaway, uh, and I might be overstating this for other people, but the people that I talked to, uh, seemed to enjoy the, uh, the after hours as much, if not more than the the various talks and educate educational pieces. So there's that. So uh, that seems to be the case for all these conventions that I go to, like the convention itself is okay. Um, and you know, they've got good speakers and stuff, but I've heard them and they say the same thing. And the guy's always making the same hat, um, you know, on the lathe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just, uh, once you see the hat trick, there. you're like, are we doing the hat again? Yeah, wasn't so. there. There was no one leaving. No, there was nobody leaving. Well, I would, I, I demand a refund instantly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what, what is different about Workbench Con than like all the other ones I've been to, Joel? Like, so it is more, um, instead of there being demonstrations on particular techniques or tools or things like that. It's more about a lot of people with Instagram accounts uh, telling you to spread your wings and fly. And uh, so I miss nothing is what you're saying. I don't think it would be particularly useful for us. Uh, there might be some people that, that find that um, good. I, I just, I think it's, I think it is in, at least in that respect, uh, a slightly, I think it's, I think it's a more of a feel good party kind of a thing. 
with some serious aspects to it. And I think there are people that have good ideas. I just, uh, in, in, and I won't discount the fact that there's probably some decent networking that goes on where, where people can get to know each other, uh, outside of the digital realm and they can, uh, invest some energy into those, you know, those interpersonal relationships so that maybe one day there's collaborations or they share particular things because, uh, in content creation, there are plenty of pitfalls, um, with having to deal with the monies and the advertisers and the, the sponsors and all those things that go with it. And I'm sure there's good information being passed around as far as what people do. Um, but it's, it's also one of those funny things where, um, it's a lot of people trying, I think, trying to do the same thing as other people are doing. And it's a relatively crowded medium now there, you know, five years ago, it was four guys in a garage with, uh, with some tools telling you how to do dovetails. Um, and now it's, there's whole sections of demographics from, you know, and, and even those demographics inside of YouTube, there are machinists and there are machinists <laughs> that make knives and there are, you know, you know, you it's know. getting a little bit too segmented when you're in the, uh, female Latino, uh, <laughs> welding spot. Right. 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 Like, right. Like every, every, th there is a demographic for all of those in, in the very niches that they, they do, but it's a, it's a weird little thing because everybody it's, it's actually very friendly, but everybody is kind of competing for other people's time. So it's, it's a weird, like they don't. They don't realize that the viewers that are passing up on one video to go see another viewer are actually competitions. So it's, a, uh, it's in that way. It's kind of weird. Like my, like when I'm on the forums for the Amazon sellers and things, those people are cutthroat. I mean, like you, there's no friends in the room. They will talk to you about very specific technical problems. But if you say, Hey, what's one of your best, best sellers? Everybody's like nothing. Like nobody's going to talk about that. Nobody's going to talk mm -hmm. about those, those, those competitive things. So, so they do like, at WorkbenchCon. So weirdly enough, they kind of do at WorkbenchCon. So like here's all the secrets. I tried fifty things that failed, and this is the one that that worked. So do it. And, and the only problem with that, and and the only only thing about that is that works for them now. Yeah. Right. It's not going to so, work for everyone. Right. Or and every it, time. And it, it's, it's, it's one of those funny things where it's, uh, it's such a rapidly moving target for, for video and content creation. And whether you do long, long form videos or whether you do Instagram posts or whether you do uh, daily vlogging, like there's, there's like, there's, there's like, um, it's, it's very hard to match up those ideas one way or another. My, I, this is just, I mean, peripheral experience because I, you know, I mean, we, I guess we're content creators. Um, but I mean, for the most part, success seems to find people online that don't care about it or aren't looking for it. It's like the majority of people that start off, like go, I'm going to start a blah, 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 and then be successful, you know, unless you're some bikini model from the you know Bahamas or something like that doing an Instagram channel or some you know some powerlifting guy who's got you know whatever name your stereotype right but um but 
most of the people I know that are wildly successful on these platforms didn't start off to be wildly successful on these platforms. They just kind of created a thing they wanted to be a part of and shared it. And that exuberance for whatever that is kind of is what brought people to them. Like Izzy didn't start a woodworking, you know, YouTube channel because he wanted to be, you know, famous and make a bunch of money on YouTube. Like he was just like, Hey, I, I do real cool shit with table saws and band saws and, yeah, I make engineering stuff and I want to put it out there for people to see. And then the audience kind of shows up. But like, I mean, think about all the douchebags, you know, that decided they were going to start a YouTube channel and be, you know, famous. And they're not. You know what I mean? It's like the, well, the yeah, audience. The same thing to happened to people. Bobby Duke. I mean, he's just doing these little carving videos and things like mm -hmm. this. And and he he had an idea of what his audience wanted. Um, and so he started doing those things. And it's, it's, it's very hard to explain to people. And I know this comes as a shocker to some of them, but the people that get really, uh, successful at these things have a personality. Like they have something that, that makes them unique because the, the tips or tricks you're doing is, uh, in general, about 10% education, 90% entertainment. And it, it, you have to be able to tell a story. Frank Howarth is fantastic at telling a story. He does these fairly technical things with woodworking that could be construed as boring, except he does a whole voiceover telling about his process using graphics and telling a storyline from the very start of it to the end of it about what is going to happen and why it's going to happen and how he tries this and his few mistakes that he makes, although mm -hmm. I have a feeling he makes many less mistakes than a lot of us do. Um, and those are the things that I don't, I don't care what tips and tricks you find where, um, having the story in a, in a long form video is everything. Well, he doesn't really give you tips and tricks. He just kind of takes you for a ride. Yep. Like you're just, he's just telling you the story and you're sort of listening. So, well, this was, was this your first one of these Stephanie that you, uh, no, this is my second one. Second one. Um, um I mean, you're a content creator. You've got Instagram and stuff, right? So like, did you learn anything there that you were like, oh shit, I didn't think of that? Uh, yeah, a bunch actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I had, uh, built other brands before I tried to start building my own brand. So that's what I did, you know, for a living. And, um, but it, it's harder to sell yourself than it is to sell something else. And the thing, the thing I like about WorkbenchCon, especially like you guys each have your your niche and oh, i don't God, do we <laughs> yeah you have trays and i'm my pigeonholed already <laughs> maybe me a little <laughs> okay go ahead no 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 it's just your trays are spectacular yeah, they're something and, to be well, you also have you also have tank tops i do is that so there's that. thanks i'm such a terrible and if it gets late at night i well He's not wrong either. The two-two comes up. No, but there's like when I saw you guys at the Klingspurs stuff, like there's a lot of wood burners there, a lot of um whittlers and hobby woodworkers. And then, you know, at the wood turning things, there's everybody's a wood turner at like a lot of things I've been to. Everyone does tech things that and it's it's really the thing that's great about WorkbenchCon is just all those people are in the same room. And so you meet somebody who does a thing but wants to do another thing and you know a person that does that thing, you can just grab them and 
bring them over, drag them over. And, you know, people just meet each other and it, it's a way to interconnect so many people in their different hobbies and teach a bunch of people different things about things they would never do, you know, all in one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's true about almost any of the events that you can, if you, if you have a group of people that are, are excellent, what they do, chances are they've already probably spoken to somebody else. Maybe you've spoken to that person. They're, they're oftentimes intermediaries that can introduce you to people, um, which is really nice. And, and again, it goes back to that networking thing. And I think that is a good place to be. I think, I think if you were, I think if you were in this as a, is wanting to do this as a, as a major hobby or as a marketing type thing, I think this would be a good event to go to, to figure out kind of, uh, kind of what, um, where you can expand your, yourself and personality. I would tell you that a lot of people probably need to work on, uh, work on their skills with, with telling stories as I've, as I've watched a lot of these people. Um, but it, there's a class for that. Is there Donovan taught a class for that? Nice. Yeah. So, so the, so there are some things I think, uh, I think, I think in general, they're really great people. I had, I had a good time meeting everybody and everybody, uh, it's a weird situation because almost there's almost no interpersonal, like everybody keeps it real level on top where, where it's, it's not like you get a lot of friction with personalities and things. There's very few little feuds or other things that you would expect from a group of, uh, you know, type a type personalities, which I think a lot of that room has. And a lot of it doesn't, I think a lot of it introverts. I don't, I I never, the funny part is I don't get the whole alpha male thing when I'm in a group of makers, like it's right. And you would expect it. And you know, Maybe it's because I'm like the alpha where I go. So I don't, you know, I'm always looking for him because <laughs> hey. the dog, Hey, the dog's got to pee on the other dog. Right. 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 <laughs> just stand still. Yeah. But, um, so but I, yeah, I just, you don't, you don't necessarily run into that. It's, it's, they're very, I don't know. Like I, we've talked about, you know, ad nauseum that when we went up to, uh, I mean, just think about all the people that you met at your very first convention and you walk up and you're like, Oh my God, you're, but you know, and they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, they just kind of look at you like, no, I'm just, you know, so-and-so. You're, you know, I mean, I remember the first time you walked up to Darissa and you were like, oh my God. And he was just like, yeah, man, it's a, you know, what do you do? And, you know, what do you make? And, you know, the next time you see him, he remembers, hey, Joel, how are you, buddy? You know, you're like, he didn't say, you know, it's like, um, I mean, first time I met Izzy, I, I have a picture. You know, we picked each other up and had a moonlight hug and deep tongue kiss. But, um, you know, it, it was just a, you don't expect that from a guy you've been watching on YouTube for two years. You know, this is really weird experience. So they, uh, as far as the, I did have a question. Are the Klingspore guys, did they have a booth there? Cause if I they missed them too, booth, but Mike was walking around. Were they there? Mike, nice Mike shrugged there. me off. I, I did not actually get to see Mike at all. He really? was there. Really? Yeah. I, he was there. He was there. Yeah. And he didn't say boo to me. So, so he, he blew you off. He completely blew me off. So our marketing this year is not doing good. Is what you're saying? No, I think our marketing is fine, but he blew me off. (laughs) Hey guys, we're apparently not uh, it for our listeners. We're apparently not doing very well, uh, for the, 
Berkeley Sport. If Mike just blew Joel off, if you could go to their website and buy some things, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Use the code Unicorn Meat, you get five bucks off. That's true. Hold on, we have it right here. We have a we have if a you yeah. If you're watching right now, well, I, I know that uh, I know that I want to give Mike Z a hard time because I, I I didn't see many pictures or photos with him and our group. So. Were you yeah, guys joking you with there. me when you said I could walk into the store and say unicorn meat, or were you just trying to get me to do that? No, you no, that's literally real. You can do that. It's five bucks off. I thought it was only for online. No, no, you can you can go there and they won't know what you're talking about, but but tell them. No, the people will literally look at you like you're an idiot. And like, they no, 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 no. go look at well, them. I go there a lot enough that they already know me and know I'm an idiot. But if I start yelling unicorn meat, I think that might just steal. No, well, okay, now slow down. You don't want to yell <laughs> unicorn meat. You're, it's oh, more of a conversation. Funny. Yeah, when you walk up to the counter, you'd be like, hey, I'd like to buy this. And could you please put in the coupon code unicorn meat for me? And they'll be like, okay. And then they'll do it and it'll work. And you'll be like, oh my God. But if you just walk up and you're like, unicorn meat. And you know, you throw your, that's. People gonna, might have questions. Uh, I was going to do the like sneaky, like, like whisper in the ear, like, you know, unicorn meat. <laughs> You're going to yeah, give that's... one of those old guys a heart attack if you do that. <laughs> um, there are young people and a lady at my <laughs> store. That's, there's no way that's true. There is. There we, are we've played pool with them. I haven't, I haven't met them. <laughs> Y'all been there. Yes. Sorry. Yes. We, I take it back. Anyway. They are some of the some of the best people on the internet ever, and in person. Oh. So what? Uh, so I, I'm done talking about WorkbenchCon. By the way, I'm over it. Okay. So, and that's just topics. I'm salty. Talk to yeah, us. The, the one thing the one talk. thing they always talk about is being authentic and being yourself. Like that's the advice everybody gives. Like you just want to be yourself. And then I get on here and I'm myself, and everybody calls me an asshole. <laughs> Well, well, okay. So the weird thing about that is if you're authentic in yourself, you have to be open to the possibility. People aren't going to like you. Like that's I, the, I, I revel in that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Open to the possibility. I, I know guys that have like YouTube channels that have like, like 2000 subs and they've been out of five years and they put out a weekly video and it'd be <laughs> like, listen, buddy, I don't know what to tell you, but you have this ability to make paint exciting we need to work on some of these things you're like watching ambient colored paint dry yeah <laughs> or maybe just go a whole different route like that guy that reads old-timey instruction manuals to help people fall asleep no, no. it's just no. asmr asrm asmr i don't know what the kids are into yeah so but i want to hear about laffy's uh uh what he's doing to his body right now not oh. specifically that thing, but the the rest of it. <laughs> I was going to say, is it, I didn't know you could see down there. But um, uh, so I decided that I watched In your infinite wisdom. Let, let me back up. I have been doing uh, for a year now things that suck just to see if I can do them. So I've lost a bunch of weight. I'm doing crazy diets. I go. I did an eight mile run Saturday because reasons. So like, I just, uh, I'm just doing things, right? Like just, and, and I, one of my buddies from high school that we're barely friends anymore. I, I really should just get rid of this guy for my life. Cause he talks about doing the most awful things. So he, he posted this Amazon video about fasting. There's a documentary. So I went on there and I watched it and I was like, 
wow, that sucks. I'm going to try it. So, um, so I decided I was going to do a 12 day fast, nothing but water, coffee, and any calorie free teas basically. So, um, I went out, I bought a new water bottle. This is, uh, I keep it with me now. This is my new thing. You know, we design and, and I can get anyway. But, uh, so yeah, I decided I was going to, uh, not eat food for the next 12 days and see how I feel. And then everybody always says, Hey, if you do that, you should plan to be real kind of low key, no working out, no running. So of course I hit the gym as hard as I possibly could this morning. And my intention is to continue to do so. And, uh, I really just want to see how much stress I can put my body under and still survive. So we're going to do that over the next 12 days. How are you dealing with like electrolyte loss? Uh, I actually bought a calorie free, uh, electrolyte replacement thing. So it tastes a lot like shit and I've never eaten shit, but I imagine if I did, it would taste a lot like this. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's magnesium, potassium, sodium, something else. So it's not but, bourbon. No, it doesn't okay. break a fast. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing that. So just okay. to, and, and they say that you want to do that. I don't really have a problem with ketosis cause I've been in ketosis for like a year now. Um, you know, mostly. So I, I, supplement loss is probably something I've been dealing with regardless, but, um, and I think my body's probably well adapted to that. I, this Have was, you? Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Why? Well, no, no, you go ahead. You, you go ahead. Have you warned the people around you how unpleasant you're going to be for the next two weeks? No, not at all. They'll figure it out. <laughs> no, I've actually, um, I've done a recently did a seven day, um, Fast? I've done a couple of seven days. I've done a bunch of like three and four day fast just because, yeah. um, but yeah, I just want a full body reset. Like I want to take everything back down to zero. And then I, I uh, have, first off, I have to applaud you because to do this kind of commitment is amazing. Uh, what makes it more amazing is right now is girl scout cookie season. Oh yeah. And that's, that's impressive because me and some tagalongs or thin mints and and my commitment would be over quickly also if by chance and i'm not looking forward to this if you flop over dead can i have the really sketchy bandsaw you can have the bandsaw and there's some unfinished trays that i'd really like for you to bring back to life i don't feel i have the i think you do i mm, i believe with enough time i think you could get them i i'm not completely sure i'm worthy for that kind of yeah i just i don't know i think um I, I have some, uh, you know, there's some medical benefits to this for me that are, you know, things that I don't talk about or bring up, um, that I'm hoping to kind of get a reset on. So, you know, we'll see if that works out. Uh, fasting usually does that for me. So hopefully that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, there's just, you know, I like to do things that suck. They, they just, uh, if it's hard and challenging, I want to try it. That's kind of the attitude I've taken on here as of late. So I'm in the process of signing up for a 15K in my hometown this summer. Um, probably right about the same time, time I'm going to be up there. I'm, I'm making most of my plans around upstate New York this summer so I can do the slip and slide. Shut up. So you, you have to go. I, I, I told Tony last year that I would do all in my power to get up there this year. That is going to mean because the the run is like two weeks uh, away from the slip and slide. So I have to take a trip to upstate New York, uh, run nine point three miles, and then drive home. Then turn around like two weeks later and drive back up. So 
That sounds very exciting. I think I'm going to. And if you're driving, we can do it together. So we can do it together. Yes. I will be going. I will have family. I'm not sure if we will be able to carpool as such, but it's possible. I I can rub your back the whole way. Cold. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Margo, you can't make the trip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually, so on my calendar for, uh, events are the two big ones I'm looking for is of course, Tony's actually, they both occur in New York. I'm looking forward to Durasticon, uh, in October, which was amazing and fun last year. I may go to that this year. That looked like a lot of fun. Oh, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was the same thing where Expensecon was, but we sat around Drake bourbon by a fire and, and it was sure. very fun. Same, same, same basic principle. You kind of worked on your craft and talked to people and, and it was like you weren't paying $9, a a, a single for rail vodka. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so it was, uh, it was, it was good stuff, but, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you're making Tony's slip and slide a priority this fifth year. Yeah. I, I mean, I may not actually get up there, but it, it will be total failure if I don't. So Fair enough. are you planning to, to go to the slip and slide this year, Stephanie, by any chance? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know the slip and slide? You don't know about the slip and slide? I mean, I've built a slip and slide before, but I don't know what you guys what? are talking about. Oh, we need to school someone. So every <laughs> July. Every uh, for the last four years? Five years, I think. This is the fifth years. one, I thought. Yeah. Anyway. So, so, so uh, Tony rolls I- out. Well, go ahead. Can I, if I please just, you've never been, but go ahead and explain it. Yes. Well, that, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah. So hold on. All right. I'm giving you a chance to make fun of me, but go ahead. So I've heard, don't forget the giraffes. (laughs) Tony lives on a giant hill and he takes 300 yards of feet. Feet, sorry, feet. 300 feet of six mil poly and rolls it out, covers it in baby oil, and then sprays just a little bit of water on it. And a bunch of somewhat drunken, half naked men drive up to upstate New York. And women, we don't discriminate. It's mostly Are there actually women there, or do you just not discriminate? And it gets weird. Yeah. No, it's, so, it's actually, and then you slide and then there's a fire and then so you we, go home. We do. Is there dirt. a pool or something at the bottom? So, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. No, there's nothing. There's, there's a lake. There, there is kind of a lake at the bottom. There's Tony. Kind of a lake. Tony's at the bottom. He hugs there's every Tony and each bottom. one of you that yes. come down. But more importantly, and he makes my thighs sweaty. There is, there's just cooking. Like a lake. There is a, there is a snow cone station. There is a, uh, <laughs> there is a cotton candy station. It's like a little fair in his yard. And there's about, I don't know, 150 of us that go every year. Half naked man. You're invited because you're in our Facebook group. And the event got posted yesterday, I believe. It did. I put, I I put going. Did you put going? I put going. Uh, I'm going to have to double check that. No, it's, it is fantastic. So, and, and it's oftentimes it's very fun just to meet lots of people. Uh, I could tell you that Sterling goes, I could tell you that, uh, Matt house house goes, uh, goes, I can tell you that all sorts of people are there. And last year, um, we, we bring the family like Margot, John, we're going up there. And, uh, 
And we not this year though, because he's hanging out with me. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm driving. I've seen how you drive. Be nice. I no no no. It's perfectly good. I'm excited to get there. So anyway, so you should definitely go, and that's coming from a guy who's never been. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really fun. All right then. We we uh, we. Did I mention half naked men and baby oil? Because that's the hook for me. It probably doesn't have the same appeal. Mainly Sterling, to be honest with you, and Wim. Wim is Wim going? Too. Wim usually. Yeah, Wim is right around. He doesn't live far from there, though. No, no, he's he's okay. in upstate, next door, west somewhere. We got to get Klingspore up there this year. We need to have them do a booth. Sandpaper slip and slide. They got to yeah, make a I'm, sandpaper uh, t-shirt. Yes, yes, they should. The uh, for the slip and slide. I will tell you, but again, it's just one of those things that the at the end of the day, everybody's just hanging out and having fun. And uh, oh, by the way, there is a salad coffin. Wait, what? He's, he's not wrong. It's, there's a salad coffin. Oh, okay, yeah. A coffin for salad. Yeah, it's, coffin. For salad. Oh, thank you for explaining it. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I th- I think the name is self-explanatory, really. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's there's that, and uh, Lauren uh, Comer's going to be there. Uh, is my understanding. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, She's so, yeah. giving me a hard time in the chat because you're making fun of my Is it reasonable driving. Reasonable. There's uh there's shut it, Tomer. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's only so much that you can take of that day, though. I will tell you, you will leave each day exhausted. Like it's more than one day of sliding. Oh, it's a weekend. Oh. Okay. I mean, you, you. I mean, as long as everybody's going to make it there, you know, it's a thing. So you gotta. You, you got to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Bennett should be there with his crazy golf cart and, and, and all his apparatus that the kids were having fun on. I'm going to try to bring up John's go-kart if we can fit it somewhere and we'll just go crazy. Interesting. Fix it every 30 minutes. So, so we're going to that. Stephanie will be there because after this sales pitch, how do you say no? Yeah. Sam here, slip and slide grass patch at the end. <laughs> We need everybody in the group to pull up their photos of the last slip and slide and start posting them. Mm, that might be a thing. Could be. If only we knew an admin in the group. If only a real admin, one that cares. Yeah. It's fair. One day that'll happen. The uh, the only other thing is uh, I think Duresta Khan is on my list. That's the uh, that's the Cat Skills Maker Camp thing. That's in October, I think. Yes. And then Klingsport. Those are my last, those are my events for the year. And Klingspor woodworking extravaganza is always fun. If not just for the free apples either. Uh, we had, uh, Rebecca came out and we went bowling with her. And that was, she is frigging competitive is what she is. Like you don't think, like she's super nice. And she's like, oh yeah, this is how I turn it. And everybody's like, I don't know if I can get that spindle that small. And she's like, of course you can, you can do it. But the minute you put a bowling ball in her hand, she's like, screw you, your family and your horse, you're all going out. I'm going to take this home. And then she just starts bowling. You, There's definitely a competitive side to Miss DeGroote. Does, does uh, Rebecca slip inside? I, she should. Has she ever been? No, I, she, not when I've gone, no. Hmm. But, but she'll go this year, I'm sure. I just wanted her. her to get shamed into it too. That's all. Well, she should. 
You should. <laughs> we're not shaming you into it just because no, you're a loser if you don't go. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, good time. Hey, we didn't want you to hang out with the cool kids anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there was a drone. We had a drone flying over. I can't remember who was piloting it. But there's a, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at videos of Kim Webster and of Sterling and uh, Wim all flying through and down the air. It doesn't look like there's that much it, of a grade on on the. Uh, it looks like a Bigfoot sighting, yeah, <laughs> but does. like, but like all the Bigfoot. <laughs> there's a lot of facial hair. It's, yeah, there's a lot of facial hair. So, oh, yeah. sorry. I don't know if that taste in my mouth was love or vomit. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> it probably was. They taste the same. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to go with this. So. I, by the way, it so, workbench. So workbench con. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I sat down and had like a three-hour conversation with Peter Brown, uh, of the, of the resin Browns and the little resin family, uh, and uh, it was it was fun. I I enjoyed the company. It was nice. I I have to tell you that he's he's a man who appreciates uh, dark and witty humor. And he's he's watching vulgar. He's in the chat. Well, he he enjoys the humor. He's just he's a very He's a very uptight. I feel that if he we could get him just to drink a little, he could, he could loosen up. Are you gonna a shit little. on him after talking? No, 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 no. I'm not shitting oh. on him at all. I, I think, I think, I think drunk Peter would be very fun. I think he would just let loose, like, and you know, another thing. God, no, he's he's actually fantastic. He's he's one of the sweetest people in the room. I was gonna say, drunk Peter was my nickname in high school for different reasons, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. <laughs> and plus you get to see you get Good to see, i i went to the i went to the i went to workbench con and i work with paul jackman uh on a project and we do and have been this last year and uh i i didn't see him once he his tall ass uh uh lumberjack looking ass was around the the hotel lobby the whole time i was there and i think i think he ghosted me like, I think he's he like, actually said, he, he said that it was really, um, it was really nice to be able to spend so much time with Stephanie and, uh, avoid you. Right. Probably. Yeah. Um, I was hanging out with them on the other side with Mike Z and all the other people. That the cool you kids. Yeah, all the people that, that didn't No, that's fine. That's fine. No. I see how it is. No, I did get to meet Paul this year. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Nice. nice. No, that's fine. I understand. <laughs> You got to take me in, in, you know, small doses. Uh, well, so d- did anybody learn anything that it worked? That's kind of the one share. What's one thing you took away? I asked that of everybody. I learned a lot about, um, I, I learned a lot about, uh, photo and video stuff. I took a, took a taking your, taking your phone off auto mode class. And I have a big photography background, but I've never been good at video videoing sure so yeah it turns out it's way harder weirdly enough it's like a lot of photos stacked all together and they keep going yeah and that makes it more complicated so i think somebody should do a uh youtube channel of just snapshots like make the books up and like just in front of the camera like roll the thumb down down the little picture book of like doing stuff in motion I think that would be a fantastic channel. 
You know that stop motion is a thing, right? I, I know, but it doesn't have the same dramatic effect as somebody with their thumbs, you know, paging through. It's like the print it booklet. out. And... Yeah, absolutely. You'd have to print it out. Seems like a lot of work. I, they all seem like a lot of work. <laughs> okay, so, so what did you take away, Joel? <laughs> I I took away that I enjoyed spending time with my friends, and I got oh. to hang out with. You so, know, so you could have done that anywhere. But you went to WorkbenchCon. Oh, well, I mean, Stephanie no. at least had an. I mean, she had to go there to do that. Like you could have just been in your kitchen. To, yes, but <laughs> to be fair, uh, I didn't actually go to WorkbenchCon proper. I crashed the. the oh, you did the after party. Yeah, yeah. I did. Ah. I had some ins because I was doing some things for some of the vendors, but other than that, I did go to a couple of private parties and things like that. But other than that. So the rest of my questions about it should really be directed at Stephanie. I think so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I didn't go to any of the private parties. But I did go to actual work. <laughs> there you really? are. Yeah. yeah. She went to the whole thing. You missed out on all the fun. Who's your favorite presenter? Well. Oh, yeah. shit. Here we go. Oh, Sophie's choice. No, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, you, you can have a, you can have a favorite presenter. Now you could say that, yeah. that not, it's not the same thing as who's your least favorite. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because we're gonna ask that next, so be ready. But, <laughs> yeah, get that one fresh in your head. <laughs> Who was the um, biggest douchebag presenter in work with? I don't know. I um, no, well, I learned different things from different people. You know. Yes. Um, but, I'm not picking who a your, favorite. Who is your is favorite? Probably whoever I don't pick is probably in this chat. You, so no, no I, not, not picking. No, I. What I'm saying is, is the, the oftentimes I find that how somebody presents information is of value, meaning that I like their style of how they gave me the information. And sometimes there are other people with the same quality of information, but perhaps their presentation wasn't to my personal liking, might've been to others. So I might have a favorite that in how they presented what they did. Did you too find that there was somebody that, that particularly made the effort for you? Um, well, there were some presentations I like the, I don't know if you heard this, but during the, a lot of the keynotes, the audio in the, in the main room was pretty bad. And so unless you were sitting right in the front, in the middle, you couldn't really hear what they were saying. That's so just there, taking the easy way out. There were yeah. some presentations that I really wanted to hear. <laughs> okay. That's fair. But it looked like it was dynamic. And, it, uh, it, you know, it looked amazing. She, she, I will say what well, she shunned that very well. Well, played. You, should, you should probably say that Paul Jackman's, uh, did he with, present? He did. Present. He did. He did. He did two or three, right? One with uh, Zach and one with, uh, with, I think it, they were both, both with Zach. Both with Zach. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Did he do the thing with Izzy and, 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 uh, and Dresta? No, who, no. Who was that? Who was the third? On that? Um, industrial maker. Did that. Okay. I saw Paul's last year though. That's he's the reason that I started power carving. Oh, there you are. Oh, ooh. little. By the way, uh, should we throw uh, an Arbortech plug in here for him? Does that? Yeah, we. I mean, purchased at. Well, I purchased it at. I got it for my birthday, actually. And where did they get it from? I'm sure it was from Klingspar. I'm sure it was from Klingspar. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Anybody. realistically, it could have been five dollars off. I'm sure it was. Klingspar's two miles could've, down the street. Could have been five dollars. Where else off. would you have gotten? 
<laughs> no, because uh, all right. He so did what you want to say is that you you hate Klingspor. No, I don't. And Paul Jackman. <laughs> that's not... we'll put it on record. That's actually going in the description. Yeah. Oh well, thanks. Of the show yeah. tonight. Awesome. I am gonna. I'm so excited because I'm going to North Carolina for the very last time, uh, tomorrow. And on my way home, I'm just gonna go and buy all of the ten dollar extra sandpaper boxes there are and fill my whole truck with it. That's awesome. You know, if you buy something for four dollars and ninety five cents, they have to give you a nickel. If you use unicorn meat, because this is a five dollar off. When we do walk in there like ten times in one day, I don't think it works that, that way. Yeah, just tell them you're with the show. <laughs> yeah, you'll get they'll extra like, special care. They're gonna be like this. Gonna be, like, you're gonna see the, show? You're gonna see the uh, the phone gets picked up and go. Um, there's somebody here from the Dick Joke Podcast. <laughs> you're gonna be like. Just give him the five dollars. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, Just let him go. Be... Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, it's not a thing for everybody, but it's a thing. So, no. Plus, plus, those guys are so nice. We really don't mean to hassle them. I mean, we do yeah, mean we to do. hassle them. Yeah, but we do. It, we wouldn't do it if we if we didn't care. Like I don't know well, what I remember. There's that blue store with something, but they give their crap to just anybody. Yeah. Like, like you'd literally, as a content creator, you go in and you say, Hey, I need glue brushes to paint a turkey. And they're like, Oh, yeah. yeah we'll sponsor. <laughs> sure. That. We'll do that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Sign me up. So we just get, you know, 5% of the whatever the gross revenue is on, on that. On turkey <laughs> sales. Turkey, turkey sales. sales. Yeah. Turkey sales. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, the, you're, uh, it's too much. I, I would say the, uh, the biggest takeaway I had from WorkbenchCon is, uh, maybe, go yeah that's a good takeaway yeah it's it's a lot easier to have a good time there when you're there that's true that's true it's hard hard to or to make fun of it take it both sides of the coin you can't you can't i mean you've known me long enough at this point i can make fun of almost anything that's fair you'd have more material if you were there though would i No, I, I think there's uh I think there's room for all of us. I'd like to actually, I'd like to go there and just see like, w- what's the advice you have for a part-time podcaster? <laughs> they, they won't give part-time podcasters advice. Oh, just, I mean, and, yeah, I'll pay like, you know, just do they have a, cause if they don't have a podcaster's advice thing, we should be that next year. And that's how you get to go. Like we would do a presentation on how to be a part-time podcaster. And oh, then good. everybody would demand their money back the second our presentation ended. No, the first, the first, you know what the first line of the the presentation would be? N- never take advice. No, ne- oh, okay. never take advice from part-time podcasters. <laughs> I just, that's the thing I say. I don't, you know. Right. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. You should never take advice from a part-time podcaster. That's a, that's, that's a, not that's a, a it, fair fact. Yeah. I'm just saying if, if the Bible was written right now, that would be at least New the Testament. The 11th commandment. <laughs> it would be, maybe not a commandment, but like, it'd probably make it into the book of Job somewhere. Like, Fair you enough. know. Yeah. He was a, he was a strange duck. <laughs> Steph, what are you working on this week? You, you got moving to do, but you gotta, yeah. you gotta be creative. There's no creativity in moving. I'm sledgehammering this week. You're sledgehammering? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah. Sledgehammering. Who, who? Sledgehammering what? Oh, that thing you were talking about, the concrete stuff in yeah. the backyard? Yeah. But 
I'm at uh, Made by Mary Lou, and she weighs half as much as me, but she's going to come help me sledgehammer. So she looks like somebody that's going to make it to Instagram. I mean, sure. I'll make a graphic for that. Okay. You'll have to put it on every photo. This will just be an overlay. The sledgehammer. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) She seems very enthusiastic. (laughs) Very enthusiastic. She's like, no, I was just going to sledgehammer. I mean, I was. I don't need to I don't make know that how into a thick thing. it is, so I don't know if I can actually break it. I mean, how much how much force does it take to break concrete? A lot. Depends on what kind of concrete. Uh, are, are you saying with a sledgehammer? Are you going to try yeah. to break the the, the 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 planter you made? Yeah, is that not going to work? It's going to work. I. Have it's absolutely going to work. It is. Shh, absolute, Joel. Yeah, man, yeah. Joel. Go ahead. Go you wild. should definitely spend. Yeah, you should definitely do that. Can you please set up a camera live stream that? <laughs> I will set a okay. clock. If you if you live stream that and tell me a place to be. It, honestly, you really, all kidding aside, you really should be able to take that down with a sledgehammer. See? Yeah, I thought so. Absolutely. No, you should. Absolutely. Especially if you just bought like the, the poor bag concrete stuff. No, I got the I got the good kind. Did you? No. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Well, I so my brother in law installed a shed not on his property. And I think I've told that story. So he built a shed and we poured a 10 foot by 10 foot, six inch thick concrete slab. And then the homeowner association came by one day and went, Hey, is that your shed? And he said, yeah, he's that's common area. And he was like, no, it's not that stake in the ground right there. That's my property line. She said, no, no, it's not. That's common area. So he built the entire shed. 10 foot by 10 foot structure on not his property. Oh no. And apparently like a the HOA, choice. they feel a certain way about that. Like Against. you can't. Yeah. And Oh, by the way, this is an irrigation route. So you're keeping the water from flowing. So maybe that's got to be moved. So he called me and he goes, Hey, remember that shed you helped me pour all the concrete for and build and uh, yeah, it's got to be moved. And I was like, where to? Uh, it's got to come over about <laughs> 15 feet. And I was like, it's great. Thanks. So we went to his house with sledgehammers and broke up all of that concrete. How hard is it to break up six inches of concrete? It took some time to do. <laughs> now, now this was a 10 foot by 10 foot slab, though. How big one is your thing, brother? By the way, one thing that was really cool. My daughter walks up with her boyfriend, who I'd never met before, to introduce him because he lived in this neighborhood. And we're standing out there beating concrete to death with sledgehammers. And this poor kid comes walking around the backyard. And my daughter goes, Dad, I'd like you to meet whatever douchebag's name is. And I was like, I turn around with a sledgehammer in my hand. After <laughs> smashing everything, I go, oh, hey. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, yeah, we're, we're trying to find the body of the last guy she was dating. And then like he just kind of smiled. And you turned around and just walked away. And I turned around and started smashing it again. And, he, and she was like... I can't believe you did that. I'm like, yeah, you can. You, <laughs> there's, there's no way that was shocking to you. So, and he's not, he's not with us anymore. But that's another story for another time. So, right, right. We don't. But the moral of the story is, you can break up concrete with a sledgehammer. Right. Now, granted, yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen you in person, and I'm a little larger than you are. So, you were. You're not now. I don't. I, God, I hope that's. I don't know. Might I, be do true. I want that to be true. <laughs> I'm not saying it's your petite or, you know, like. 
you I'm not incapable. <laughs> Jesus, that's all we need is a Me Too movement coming for us. But um, <laughs> maybe actually that would be good. Actually, it would be good. I'd be yeah. fine with that for ratings. That might be yeah. Take us yeah. from seventeen listeners up to like yeah. twenty three. So but they're but hate listeners is that good? So yeah. Do you have yeah. a pair of work gloves? Yes, I have a I have a bunch of pairs of work gloves. Do you, do you have like good leather gloves that have like the padding in the in the in the grip? Yeah. Okay. You're gonna want those. I mean, I do things outside. Yeah. No. 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 I sledgehammered I, something before. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Not anything that big though. Do we it's, know him? <laughs> it's not anymore. It's, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it is a it is a test of patience is what it is and soreness. Mm. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I, I have torn up plenty of things with sledgehammers, and it is a it is a uh, it is uh, when things are not chipping off directly in your face. Um, your arms are very sore, and weirdly enough, it's more about just lifting the sledgehammer up the next time. You'll be surprised because you're like, oh, I can smack things down really easily it's just the picking it up for the 900th time and then smacking it again it gets a little little monotonous a little bit uh irritating when all you're eating is little flecks of of sand and concrete but other than that they see who wrote dynamite in comments but that seems like a way better plan that would, that would be brian brian, brian yeah, short dynamite yeah. that were work best um i don't know but setting off dynamite might be against the law. <laughs> so in the residential completely. area. Yeah, but start with a sledgehammer and yeah. yeah, just see. Break it up into manageable chunks and don't blow your back. No, don't listen. You don't need instructions. You're just basically smashing steel into concrete and hoping for the best. But definitely yeah, an Instagram I mean, story. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, you miss and hit your friend in the shin because I did that. I'm not going to try really hard not to that do that. That sucks terribly, I think. Yeah. I don't know because uh, I was laughing too hard to be any help. But <laughs> I, I, will tell you, I will tell you, out of all seriousness, if you have a full face mask, and not just, uh, or if you have eye-tight goggles uh, where, where they actually have like the foam ring around them, yeah. uh, those things are very helpful because for some reason the, the, the little pieces of stuff go right up underneath your eye because you have to think about your like where your head is where the mm. like the aim and trajectory is it will go right up under those glasses this is this is I all too much preparation i know you need to, i know you need to just hit the concrete yeah well, i'm gonna do that and yeah, your friend shin. and your friend shin. the shin sucks that it looked like it sucked yeah yeah and i really a, there was a part of me that wanted to feel bad for laughing as hard as i did <laughs> but that part of me never came did I ever tell you about the the funny story? Speaking of industrial accidents, <laughs> I was I was uh, my buddy. We, I'm maybe 14, 15 years old. We were out uh, working at my family's mini golf course, and he was raking and getting stuff done. And I was farting around because I was the owner's son and a dick. Uh, and so was my yeah. So uh, my dad had put a whole bunch of washers on like a three inch bolt. And then put a nut on them to, as an organizer for those washers, right? You could just take the nut okay. off, and then, you know, it's a whole bunch of fender, but it had like that perfect, like uh, $10 worth of coin, like, like quarters kind of feel does, 
you know, when you get the roll of quarters. Mm-hmm. And so I started tossing up in the air and kind of just catching it because it was, I don't know, it was a good pound of steel that was round. So you didn't get cut or anything. You just learned. I tossed it up as high as I could and I caught it. And so I did that a couple of times. And one of those times it could not have been better. He's 20 feet away in the arch that I threw it. <laughs> hit him squarely on the back of the neck. Like, and he went down too. Like, oof. I was like, oh, shit. Were you, were you laughing too hard to help? I was laughing too hard to help because that's what boys do. Yeah. But then, then by the way, I grabbed what that is. He was, he was looking at me like he was going to kill me. So I decided except I should probably arms run. and legs didn't work. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> except yeah, his, his arms and yeah. legs did have, I, I had a good, healthy head start. Is what I'm saying when I ran and I did run laughing still. So he was, he was, yeah, he remember. has a different, he has a different version of that story, <laughs> but I like mine better. Yeah. I just remember going, Oh shit. <laughs> and then going, <laughs> <laughs> And that was still makes you giggle a little, doesn't it? It, I, I'm, I'm smiling all the way into my soul right now. Yeah. There's something weird about when you accidentally hurt, like on purpose, you feel like either it's intentional or you're just a giant jackass. But, (laughs) but when you're accidentally, like when you do something stupid like that, can I, can I tell you something that's going to make me even a worse human being than you thought originally? No, by all means. (laughs) It's. It's the only time I believe in God <laughs> is when I accidentally hurt somebody. Cause I think to myself, God wanted that to happen. <laughs> it's how I justify it. It's a- <laughs> it was like heavenly influence. Yeah. I mean, it had to be right. Like that's, Did you just see him like on a throne, like you're just funny. like, yeah, you're like, I think he has yeah. a sense of humor like that. No, that's, Again, that's, I'm, I'm, these are jokes, people. <laughs> Don't write letters, please. All right. Well, shall you tell us where we are found, Mr. M- yeah, I think we should probably do a thing. So, yeah. uh, Stephanie, would you like to tell the folks where they can find you? Oh, yeah. They can find me um, at Uncommon Outpost on Instagram. It's pronounced Stephanie. Steph- yes. Stephanie. Yeah. Hi. I'm going to get you a Stephanie. badge that you can wear. Don't wear that badge. That's going to get you nothing good. Agreed. Nothing good is going to come from that badge. So, uh, and Joel, uh, you can find me every week here. And, and you're doing custom things now. I'm doing you, custom things. You'll are hear, we not peddling that? No, no, no. We'll hear more about that as things go on. We're we're in the middle all of right. big plans. In fact, today I I was planning all day long. Mm. Other than that, you can look up our fine crafts at Missing Digit Woodshop. Yeah, you can find me here and that's it. Basically, I have nothing. So, but, uh, but you can find us on the social media sites at maybe podcast. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and barely Twitter and barely anywhere. <laughs> basically, uh, maybe I said too much.com, the website. I updated it recently because Joel's being an asshole to me about it. So you can find the stuff sir. there. No, it's not good for me. Um, Joel does occasionally work our Instagram, but that's been a long, been a while, long time. So as long as we're giving somebody shit for not doing their job, um, I think the Instagram page will be updated here soon. I'm guessing. 
I'm um, guessing. We'll see. I'd be. I'm not sure. We'll I'd bet a lot of money, but I'd bet some. I'll I'll do the best I can. Yes. And once again, please, uh, we we have apparently fallen out of favor with uh, Clingsport because they would not spend any time with Joel at WorkbenchCon. Um, I think mostly just me. I think you would have been fine. I probably would have been fine. But okay. So well, there's no way to just put Joel back in favor. So you know, go to Clingsport, buy things, use unicorn meat, you get money off and stuff. That's all. Yeah. So, but uh, hey, thanks everybody for stopping by. Next week we've got a real cool topic, so you're gonna want to stick around for that. Um, you don't have to wait now. No, and, but closer yeah, to the time. Come back is yeah. kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'll have an update on my uh, fasting and self-loathing. That's it. We always like wait. your updates on self-loathing. You'll still be fasting next week, though. Yeah, I am. Or not. Or dead. Right. Well, that's still fasting technically. I wouldn't be eating. You could fast forever. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Did what a know, commitment, though. Did you know they make quadruple stuffed Oreos now? Seemed really good. I wouldn't eat those that's anyway. I don't, have a, I don't have like a sweet tooth. That's not a thing for me. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza, pasta. Like I will, I can eat probably four pizzas. Did you see that they're doing the all you can eat stuffed pasta at uh, Olive Garden? Hmm. Yeah, it's see the, the problem with it that is now it feels like shit. So <laughs> that's the worst part is it used to, you know, it, it tastes good, but then it just feels like shit. Like you just, after you're done eating it, you're like, ah, I got cramps in my legs and too much. But anyway. All right. Yeah. No, no, no double. I'm going to end up on the ma- methamphetamine diet. Oh, it's so good. The teeth get a little loose. You gotta. Eh, my teeth have already been it's yeah, bad genetics. So anyway, well, thanks everybody, and uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Good night, everybody. And Joel, you got to be the one that hits the end button. Don't forget. I'm doing it now. Say bye, Stephanie. Bye. Stephanie. Stephanie.